everyone and welcome to our next Let's Talk Talent podcast. Um, it's great to be back. Um, I'm joined here by Jo once again. Hello Jo. Hey Michael. How you doing? I'm good. I've had a really good day. So the sun is shining, um, the office is looking good, so all is right with the world. Excellent. Now, um, since our last podcast, you've been out to Barcelona. I have. And what was that, what was that for? Well, I wish I'd seen a bit more of Barcelona, if I'm honest with you, but maybe I'm being a little bit picky. Um, it was really, really good. I mean, I've done the conference with HR Summit um, for the last two years. Yeah. Um, the first year, it was all about kind of selling who we were um, and, in a way, experimenting. Um, the second year, I think I got better. I don't know yeah. if it's the work that you've been doing with me. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, I, th- I think it was. <laughs> Let's credit where credit's due. But I felt more confident. I think I... Um, was able to talk more eloquently about the three pillars. Yep. So we've taken it from four to three, which I think it, um, is better. Um, and the sun was shining the whole time compared to London, which I think had um, Storm Callum. So I actually felt really, <laughs> I felt really we were good. We were jealous back here. We were jealous back here. But no, I'm glad it was. Um, yeah, I'm glad it was valuable because I know the amount of work that, that went into the summit. Um, so that's fantastic news. Yeah, so thanks Summit Events, because um, it, was, it was great to meet so many good people, and now it's about following up and thinking about you know, where we can add value um, to those businesses that we met. So that's the challenge for the next couple of months. Cool. Well, talking about challenges, one of the, one of the, uh, the issues I wanted to, to cover on today's podcast um, is onboarding. Um, now, I know that we've been supporting you recently with... Um, the talent diagnostic survey, yeah. which I know has been going going really well. I'm getting a, a crazy number of responses online. Um, which, incidentally, um, just visit the Let's Talk Talent website um, yeah. for more information about talent diagnostic survey. Um, but I, I had a look through um, some of the data, okay. um, and obviously the, the data keeps going. But just looking at you know how how numbers were were stacking up and what. You know, when you aggregate all the the scores together, what were some of the interesting trends that were coming out? And I, I saw something around onboarding, and that currently less than thirty percent of the respondents feel their onboarding processes provide an engaging experience for new joiners. Wow! Um, which I thought was a, a really interesting yeah, and really also worrying um, yeah. statistic. So um, I thought one would be a good topic to to try and tackle today. Yeah. Um, so I guess my first question is what. What, why aren't organisations getting on board and right? I think it's a tricky. I think it's a tricky one, and it's actually something that came up a lot in Barcelona. I think it's because it's taken as a process. Okay. So I think that onboarding is seen very much as an HR-owned process. So yeah. um, the key things in it are um, signing your contract, getting your bank details. Um, when turning up for an induction day, it tends to be, I suppose, things that people need to do. Yeah. Whereas the really progressive companies are the ones that are thinking that actually onboarding starts from the moment that that person sort of says yes to the to the yeah. to the position. So the best approaches are where you're having that continuous conversation. So let's be honest, onboarding can be for a senior exec could be six months or a year before they actually join your business, or it could be as quick as a week. How do you have the flexibility to still get people excited by the fact that they've said yes to you and feel that when they turn up on day one, they've made the right choice? 
So I think there's two parts of onboarding. I think it's the pre-boarding that you do. Yeah. That may be, you know, in get, having a conversation, sending um, somebody a note um, when before they join, the manager calling them the day before, to then the setup of when they come on day one, do they have a computer? Do they know where their desk is? Do they have lunch with their team? Um, how do they, in the first 100 days, so that's for me is onboarding, yeah. get to know what the kind of, what it means to work here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the organisations that are getting it wrong at the moment, which sounds like it's, uh, you know, 70% of organisations, what are the costs to organisations of getting onboarding wrong? Well, I think you lose engagement. If you look at any surveys, if you, if you look at um, evaluating your onboarding, so I, when we've worked with clients, we've always said you should evaluate after 30 days on the process. So are you getting the process right? Um, so the, the kind of hygiene factors around, does someone turn up and they've got a desk? If they've got a laptop, do they have a mobile? Are you getting the hygiene factors? Do they know what their team does and where they fit in the organization? Yeah. But then you should look at it at, the, at 90 days afterwards and think about the culture. So do they really understand what it means to work here? Um, have they met the people that they need to meet? Are they, have you set them objectives? Um, and I think the organizations that think about it in that way, that in a way you're looking both culturally and the hygiene sort of hand in hand and you don't over balance one over the other are getting it right. But I think a lot of organizations are getting it wrong because they're focusing on a process. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And is it, um, whose responsibility should it fall with? Is it HR? Is it with the line manager? I think it's, I think it's a, like you're setting up a project, I think it's like a team of people. So I think it's HR in terms of the contract and the salary negotiation and, and all the things that gets that person knowing that they, they're starting on, I don't know, the 5th of November and they've got to come at this time. I think it's IT. I think it's facilities. I think it's the line manager. So I think when we've been consulting with businesses, when I worked with um, all tanking mm -hmm. when we were looking at their onboarding process we started off by looking at who are the stakeholders that need to be involved in onboarding that person so straight away we knew all the different interest groups that were going to play a part in inducting that person into the business and then we worked back and thought okay which bits do those people need to be so what does a manager need to do don't overload your managers don't flip it from HR to manage yeah. straight away but your manager should be ringing that person as a the week before should be collecting that person from reception should be taking them to lunch setting up the meetings with other yeah. stakeholders HR's there in the background to do the things that just you know that you'd expect um, an HR operations team um, to do that makes sense. And you also mentioned oil tanking there. Are there other, any other organisations, be it clients of Let's Talk Talent or yeah. organize, other organisations that you've seen, do, they do it really, really well? So um, it was interesting because um, I don't, I, you know, I, I haven't worked there for, for uh, nearly four years, but I recently had a conversation with um, the resourcing director at Talk Talk because when she was looking to work with the HR director on their onboarding, she asked to have a phone call with me about 
what are our principles around onboarding and she put something out on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago saying we've just launched our whole new onboarding approach and I emailed her and said oh can I have a conversation and she said the first thing to me was I took your four principles which which will obviously I'm not keeping them secret I will share them with (laughs) you um and we've and we've built that into our onboarding process and what she talked about very much was that sort of symbiosis between the responsibility of HR, the manager, IT, finance, yeah. and they've done away with core things that they used to do, like a big group induction, which was taking everyone to Manchester and doing this sort of half a day of just being talked at. Right. We've all been there, right? You know, you sit <laughs> in the room and everyone just talks at you and you're expected, that's your induction. They've done away with uh, um, those big activities and started to put um, small incremental elements so that at the first month you get a buddy within the business. Yeah. Um, the second month you have a lunch with the, with the exec team. Um, the third month you, you um, go and visit a different site. So they're thinking that onboarding is a continuous journey rather than it being starting in, starting on day one or ending yeah, day yeah. 100. And I thought, that was, I thought that was really interesting. I think that continuous message is, is really important. Yeah, because there was a, um, when I did some work with Money Supermarket about um, two years ago, one of the things that they were noticing in their onboarding is that probably after about a year, they were getting a huge amount of churn in people leaving the business. So you talked about what are the risks. Well, if you haven't really got someone's heart and their head, um, they're going to start to look for another job because it is really um, a buyer's market. Yeah, totally. So I think the risks of you in terms of recruitment costs, in terms of you know the, the gap of having to upskill somebody, um, all of those play a big part in you know getting this right um, from you know from I think the pre-boarding stage. That makes sense. Now you mentioned earlier four principles, yeah, um, which you promised not to keep secret. So the inevitable next question is, <laughs> what are the four principles? So the four principles are. Um, first, first one is around sort of simple navigation. So when I talk about simple navigation, I'm saying please drop the 10-page forms that people have to fill in, the sort of jargon procedural documents that people send. Um, they're really meaningless and they really turn people off. So um, Workday, Oracle, whatever, you know, um, HR system that you have will enable you to automate all of that. Can you use something like DocuSign to get all of your contracts, which is a really Mm. simple, you know, and quick and easy. But think about in simple navigation, the the essential information you need people to know. So where to turn up, um, but, you know, where to turn up, um, what they need to do, who they're working to, how it fits into the business. um, And provide that in a number of different ways. Um, but really, really simply and concrete. So drop those sort of 10-page documents that sit on someone's desk. Which no one ever is going to read. No, exactly. Waste of money and probably a lot of time and resource creating it. The second is around sort of clarification, and that sort of called painting a picture. So really, this is about a clear and real picture of the first day, the first week, the first 90 days. 
um, what's life going to be really going to be about? So if you've sold somebody that it's going to be, you know, we're really agile business, you've got great autonomy, and they come in and they in meetings from, you know, 8 a.m. to 6, they kind of go, that's not agile, that's not autonomous. Um, so paint a picture and use your people in your organization to do that. So all the kind of faces and different attributes and different diversity of thoughts um, in that. So really paint the picture that you've sold someone, make it realistic when they when they join. So there's, inc- so there's total congruence between the two. The third is around sort of, um, I sort of call it culture, but it's really about the personal touch. So how can you personalise the the messages or the the way you communicate? So, um, you know, it's both in the tone of the way that you are sending things. So look at the way that you're communicating. So is your, you know, congratulations on your new job. You know, it, does it feel really generic or is it, dear Joe, we're really excited that you're, that you're joining. Make it, you know, make it personalised um, and find ways of doing that through the pre-boarding and onboarding so that they feel as if you're talking to them rather than you've done this for the 1500th time this month. Yeah, and do you know what? I think that's, that's a really interesting point because as I look back through my career and um, the jobs that I've had and you look at uh, the onboarding experiences, it does... It's always been very, very generic feeling, and I agree. You know, the more personalised you can feel it, the more yeah. engaged you're going to become. Exactly. There was a really good example, and I'll tell you the fourth one in a second. But the there was a really good example um, of a company, uh, World Remit. Yeah. Um, that the HR business partner joined the business, and she said the thing that stuck in her mind about joining that business was that she got a card that was um, signed by the whole team right? Okay. a week before she joined. And she said, that just made her think, they really care about me, um, they're thinking of me, and I'm really excited to join. That cost them not even a pound. And, you know, and that fits to your point you said earlier around when does the onboarding process start? Okay. It's not from day one when no. they hit their desks. No. It's, it's from when you've... Exactly. Uh, the, the experience right from the beginning after they've applied and their job's been accepted, the experience should start. But it's so simple, right? Correct. Absolutely. I mean, it's just like costs it's nothing. Totally. Like, honestly, nothing. And then the final is around, it's all about building connections. So that's about sort of being future focused. And that's inspiring your 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 newbie um, to the to the vision and the part that they're gonna play in the journey. Yeah. So thinking about how do they, if they're working in marketing or they're working in HR or whatever division it is, thinking about what and exciting them about what they're going to be doing and how it makes an incremental difference to the business. Um, And being able to sell that not only in person when you're interviewing, but then that become true in when someone joins. I think that builds connections and enables somebody to realise that some of the parts is bigger than the whole and yeah. they play a personal part the department plays a bigger part the senior management player part it's kind of making them aware that together as a business we are successful and they're a part of the business and i think that's a really powerful message um more though more so than just saying well we want you to come in and we want you to you know create a marketing strategy to get us x amount of revenue yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel engaged by that. Yeah, totally, totally. Joe, listen, um, as always, thank you. 
uh, we run out of time. But I think those those four principles, to take anything away from this, is those four principles. Um, I think, you know, totally invaluable. Um, I know how passionate you are about onboarding. So, I mean, any of any of, any of you listeners out there, you want um, more advice um, or just have a conversation around the whole onboarding and, and ways you can improve it in your organisations. Um, Joe, I'm sure, happy to, you know, have any um, oh, for sure. Conversations. Yeah, I think it's the, it's the start of the employee experience yeah. for me. Getting it right um, is not is not going to take you a lot of time or a lot of money, but the payback is going to be huge. huge. Totally. So do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. Well, listen. Thank you very much. Um, hope you enjoyed uh, today's podcast, um, and we look forward to speaking to you soon on a, on another topic. Thanks, Michael. Take care. Bye.